Today is January the 11th. Today, we see the covenant passing to Jacob. Reading through the Bible in a year, I'd like you to read Genesis 27 to 29. Before you do, though, uh, let me just comment on it. Uh, in Genesis chapter 27, Jacob steals his father's blessing from Esau. Uh, Isaac believed that he was about to die. Now, in reality, Isaac lived for over 20 years more. But that doesn't matter. Isaac thought he was going to die. He asked Esau to go and hunt uh, deer for him. And uh, when he did, uh, bring it back, fix his stew, serve it to him, and he would give him his, his blessing as oldest son. Rebekah hears this and says to her son Jacob, let's get that blessing for you. So she dresses Jacob up to look like Esau. Isaac is old, almost blind, so uh, he can't really make out the face of the one who's before him. Rebekah puts goat hair on Jacob's hands so that when Isaac draws his son in close and feels the back of his hands, he feels a hairy hand, hairy like goat hair. Um, Isaac ends up convinced that Jacob is uh, actually Esau and gives him the blessing of the elder. Uh, Esau returns with uh, venison stew. When he comes into his father, his father says, oh my, what have I done? And uh, Esau says, what happened? Uh, Isaac tells him the story. Uh, uh, Esau says, my brother Jacob has stolen my birthright. Uh, that is the inheritance. He's stolen my blessing. Uh, what he says in chapter 27, verse 41, I'll soon be mourning my father's death, then I'll kill my brother Jacob. <laughs> Esau plans to kill Jacob for what he's done. So Jacob flees. In chapter 28, he makes it as far as Bethel and Bethel, uh, literally the house of God. Uh, he <clears throat> hears uh, the Lord, and the Lord reaffirms the covenant now with Jacob. In chapter 29, Jacob arrives uh, at the land that he was going to, the land of his own family. He meets two young women there. He tries to marry one, ends up being married to her sister first. Uh, Jacob the deceiver is deceived and uh, ends up marrying both sisters. He marries his cousins just as his father did. The covenant passes to Jacob. Let's read and hear that story. One day when Isaac was old and turning blind, he called for Esau, his older son, and said, My son. Yes, father, Esau replied. I am an old man now, Isaac said, and I don't know when I may die. Take your bow and quiver full of arrows and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game for me. 
prepare my favorite dish and bring it here for me to eat. Then I will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you, my firstborn son, before I die. Rebecca overheard what Isaac said to his son Esau. So when Esau left to hunt the wild game, she said to her son Jacob, Listen, I overheard your father say to Esau, Bring me some wild game and prepare me a delicious meal. Then I will bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. Now, my son, listen to me. Do exactly as I tell you. Go out to the flocks and bring me two fine young goats. I'll use them to prepare your father's favorite dish and take the food to your father so he can eat it and bless you before he dies. But look, Jacob replied to Rebekah, my brother Esau is a hairy man and my skin is smooth. What if my father touches me? He'll see that I'm trying to trick him and then he'll curse me instead of blessing me. But his mother replied, then let us then let the curse fall on me, my son. Just do what I tell you, go out and get the goats for me. So Jacob went out and got the young goats for his mother. Rebekah took them and prepared a delicious meal, just the way Isaac liked it. Then she took Esau's favorite clothes, which were there in the house, and gave them to her younger son, Jacob. She covered his arm and the smooth part of his neck with the skin of the young goats. Then she gave Jacob the delicious meal, including freshly baked bread. So Jacob took the food to his father. My father, he said. Yes, my son, Isaac answered. Who are you, Esau or Jacob? Jacob replied, It's Esau, your firstborn son. I've done as you told me. Here is the wild game. Now sit up and eat it so you can give me your blessing. Isaac asked, How did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God put it in my path, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come closer so I can touch you and make sure that you really are Esau. So Jacob went closer to his father, and Isaac touched him. The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau, Isaac said. But he did not recognize Jacob, because Jacob's hand felt hairy, just like Esau. So Isaac prepared to bless Jacob. But are you really my son Esau, he asked. Yes, I am, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said, Now, my son, bring me the wild game. Let me eat it, and then I will give you my blessing. So Jacob took the food to his father, and Isaac ate it. He also drank the wine that Jacob served him. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come closer and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him, and when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he was finally convinced, and he blessed his son. He said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed. From the dew of heaven and the riches of the earth, May God always give you abundant harvest of grain and bountiful new wine. May the nations become your servants, and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed, and all who bless you will be blessed. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and almost before Jacob had left his father, Esau returned from his hunt. Esau prepared a delicious meal and brought it to his father, and then said, Sit up, my father, and eat my wild game so you can give me your blessing. But Isaac asked him, Who are you? Esau replied, It's your son, your firstborn son Esau. Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably and said, Then who just served me wild game? I have already eaten it, and I blessed him just before you came. And yes, that blessing must stand. When Esau heard his father's word, he let out a loud and bitter cry. 
Oh, my father, what about me? Bless me too, he begged. But Isaac said, Your brother was here, and he tricked me. He has taken away your blessing. Esau exclaimed, No wonder his name is Jacob, for now he has cheated me twice. First he took my rights as the firstborn, and now he has stolen my blessing. Oh, haven't you saved even one blessing for me? Isaac said to Esau, I have made Jacob your master, and I have declared that all his brothers will be his servants. I have guaranteed him an abundance of grain and wine. What is left for me to give you, my son? Esau pleaded, But do you have only one blessing? O oh, my father, bless me too. Then Esau broke down and wept. Finally, his father Isaac said to him, You will live away from the riches of the earth, and away from the dew of the heaven above. You will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. But when you decide to break free, you will shake his yoke from your neck. From that time on, Esau hated Jacob, because their father had given Jacob the blessing. And Esau began to scheme, I will soon be mourning my father's death, then I will kill my brother Jacob. But Rebekah heard about Esau's plans, so she sent for Jacob and told him, Listen, Esau is consoling himself by plotting to kill you. So listen carefully, my son. Get ready to flee to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay there with him until your brother cools off. When he calms down and forgets what you have done to him, I will send for you to come back. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I am sick and tired of these local Hittite women. I would rather die than see Jacob marry one of them. So Isaac called for Jacob, blessed him, and said, You must not marry any of these Canaanite women. Instead, go at once to Padanaram, the house of your grandfather Bethuel, and marry one of your uncle Laban's, and marry one of your uncle Laban's daughters. May God Almighty bless you and give you many children. And may your descendants multiply and become many nations. May God pass on to you and your descendants the blessing he promised to Abraham. May you own this land where you are now living as a foreigner, for God gave this land to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padanaram to stay with his uncle Laban, his mother's brother, the son of Bethuel the Aramean. Esau knew that his father Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him to Padanaram to find a wife, and that he had warned Jacob, you must not marry a Canaanite woman. He also knew that Jacob had obeyed his parents and gone to Padanaram. It was now very clear to Esau that his father did not like the local Canaanite women. So Esau visited his uncle Ishmael's family and married one of Ishmael's daughters, in addition to the wives he already had. His new wife's name was Mahalith. She was the sister of Nebaioth, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stop there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from earth up to heaven. He saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you were laying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions. 
to the west and the east to the north and the south. All of the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you, and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised. Then Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid and said, What an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. The next morning Jacob got up early. He took the stone he had rested his head against, and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. He named that place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. Then Jacob made this vow, If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Then Jacob hurried on, finally arriving in the land of the east. He saw a well in the distance, three flocks of sheep and goats lay in an open field beside it, waiting to be watered, but a heavy stone covered the mouth of the well. It was the custom there to wait for all the flocks to arrive before removing the stone and watering the animals. Afterward, the stone would be placed back over the mouth of the well. Jacob went over to the shepherds and asked, Where are you from, my friends? We are from Haran, they answered. Do you know a man there named Laban, the grandson of Nahor? he asked. Yes, we do, they replied. Is he doing well? Jacob asked. Yes, he is well, they answered. Look, here comes his daughter Rachel with the flock now. Jacob said, Look, it's still broad daylight, too early to round up all the animals. Why don't you water the sheep and goats so they can go back out to pasture? We can't water the animals until all the flocks have arrived, they replied. Then the shepherds will move the stone from the mouth of the well, and we water all the sheep and goats. Jacob was still talking to them when Rachel arrived with her father's flock, for she was a shepherd. And because Rachel was his cousin, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and because the sheep and the goats belonged to his uncle Laban, Jacob went over to the well and moved the stone from its mouth and watered his uncle's flock. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. He explained to Rachel that he was her cousin on her father's side, the son of her aunt Rebekah. So Rachel quickly ran and told her father Laban. As soon as Laban heard his nephew Jacob had arrived, he ran out to meet him. He embraced and kissed him and brought him home. When Jacob had told him his story, Laban exclaimed, You really are my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with Laban for about a month, Laban said to him, You shouldn't work for me without pay just because we are relatives. Tell me how much your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The older daughter was named Leah, and the younger one was Rachel. There was no sparkle in Leah's eyes, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. Since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told her father, I will work for you for seven years if you give me Rachel, your daughter, as my wife. Agreed, Laban replied. I'd rather give her to you than anyone else. Stay and work for me. So Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel, but his love for her was so strong that it seemed to him but a few days. Finally, the time came for him to marry her. I have fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Laban. 
Now give me my wife so I can sleep with her. So Laban invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. But that night, when it was dark, Laban took Leah to Jacob and he slept with her. Laban had given Leah a servant, Zilpha, to be her maid. But when Jacob woke up in the morning, it was Leah. What have you done to me? Jacob raged at Laban. I worked seven years for Rachel. Why have you tricked me? It is not our custom here to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn, Laban replied. But wait until the bridal week is over. Then I'll give you Rachel too, provided you promise to work another seven years for me. So Jacob agreed to work seven more years. A week after Jacob had married Leah, Laban gave him Rachel too. Laban gave Rachel a servant, Bilhah, to be her maid. Jacob slept with Rachel too, and he loved her much more than Leah. He then stayed and worked for Laban for an additional seven years. When the Lord saw Leah was unloved, he enabled her to have children, but Rachel could not conceive. So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has noticed my misery, and now my husband will love me. Soon she became pregnant again and gave birth to another son. She named him Simeon, for she said, The Lord heard that I was unloved and has given me another son. Then she became pregnant a third time and gave birth to another son. His name was Levi, for she said, Surely this time my husband will feel affection for me, since I have given him three sons. Once again Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son. She named him Judah. For she said, Now I will praise the Lord. And then she stopped having children. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see how Jacob wrestled with God.